Hello, and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Feel to Heal podcast. Today, I am so excited to share with you a very special guest I had on Morning Tea Live on January, what day is it? 10th. (laughs) Um, We are talking all about bridging the gap between physical and emotional health. So I am so excited to welcome this guest on. I'm about to hop on IG Live and bring her on. So stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tea Live with me and a very special guest I'm having on today, my very own naturopath, Arabella, and we are going to be talking all about bridging the gap between physical and emotional health. So this is such a important topic near and dear to my heart, and I'm so, so excited to dive in. So we're going to give Arabella a minute to hop on. And in the meantime, I would love to hear any questions that you guys have on this topic. I would love to hear where you're tuning in from and yeah, how you know us, how you found us. And yeah, we're going to just dive right in. So let's give her a minute. You can grab your tea while you're waiting. I got this new mug from Starbucks and I'm obsessed. The colors just makes me happy. So, so happy. So while we're waiting for her to hop on, I will chit chat with you guys about how I found Arabella. So I was just like, you know, looking at reels and her reel came up where it was, oh, we lost connection. Okay, I think we're back. Um, Her reel came up where it was this transformation of like her living with this chronic illness and then fast forward to becoming this like healthy fit queen. And I was like, yes, I need to work with her. (laughs) Sign me up. I want that. (laughs) And now here we are like five months later and we've done such amazing work together. Okay. I think she has joined. Hello. Hi. I am so excited. Welcome to morning tea. It's so good to have you here. Thank you. I have my tea. Yay, cheers. (laughs) What kind of tea are you drinking? This is actually um, Asperola cherry powder. So it's like just pure vitamin C, but it's cherry powder. Oh, sounds delish. Yeah, it's so yummy. How are you today? I'm good. I'm very excited to dive into all the things with you. We got double time together today because we have session after this. (laughs) We do. We have our one-to-one today. Yeah. Uh, Day today, I'm excited. Today, we're doing something really fun. Um, <laughs> sorry, just my body is going. Oh no, I speaking at Trump rally once. That was me, yeah, that was definitely me. Oh, wow, gotta love the comments. Um, okay, so I love to start with a little. Oh, wait, I can't hear you. Oh no, can you hear me? I think I lost sound. Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Now I can hear you. Um, So I'd love to start with a little grounding if you're open to that. And then we can dive into just a little introduction for those that don't know you or don't know me. And then we can dive in. How does that sound? 
Yeah, perfect. Okay. And for those that are watching, if you want to ground with us, if you have some space, um, setting up nice and tall, closing off the eyes if you feel comfortable. And we're just going to start by taking a big deep breath in and release. And just noticing how your breath is feeling in this present moment. Noticing if the breath is shallow or deep and beginning to deepen it with each inhale and exhale. Noticing any sounds or distractions in your environment. Noticing any thoughts coming up. And as each thought comes up, you're just going to imagine placing it on a cloud in the sky or a leaf in a stream. Watching it float away, knowing you can always come back to it if you need to. And then refocusing on your breath. And then bringing your awareness into your body, noticing any body sensations, any areas of tension or tightness, and doing a quick body scan, relaxing your brow line, your jaw, your shoulders, your heart, your chest, your abdomen, the base of your spine. Noticing any tension in your legs or toes or fingers or arms. And sending an intentional breath into any part of the body that needs it most. And then noticing any emotions that might need to come to the surface, any raw or new emotion, or any old or stuck stagnant emotion that might need to come up. And just allowing space for any and all feelings to come to the surface knowing that you are safe to feel however you're feeling in this moment. And then noticing any resistance, any urge to move or fidget or numb or distract or avoid, any urge for the mind to pull you out of the body with thoughts or overthinking, rumination, distractions, and deepening your breath to show your nervous system you are safe to just slow down and be here in this present moment. And just noticing what it feels like to be in stillness for a few moments. And now together, let's take three long deep breaths. So you can place your hands on your heart space, your abdomen, or your legs, whatever feels best for you. And breathing all the way into the body, filling your belly with air, sending the breath through your chest to the crown of your head. Holding the breath at the top, just noticing what it feels like to be full of air and life. And slowly release out of the mouth. And again, we're going to breathe all the way in. Holding at the top. And slowly release. And one more, breathing all the way in. Holding at the top and slowly release. And then just allowing your breath to return back to its natural rhythm. Noticing if anything has softened or shifted or if anything new has shown up. 
And when you're ready, you can start to take any small organic movement just to gently wake the body up, maybe some neck rolls or some side stretches or anything else that your body is asking for in this moment. I'm just going to close my door. I'll be right back. Good. How you feeling? Mm. Good. Okay. And my phone fell. There we are. Okay. <laughs> Steve, that was so beautiful. Thank you. That was so yeah. fun, like being on the other end of. Um, yeah. That was so cute. I, I know. That. I received so much from you. It's only fitting that I give some of that back. <laughs> Um, all right, let's do some intros. So for those that are watching from my page that may not know you, um, if you could just yeah. introduce yourself. We'd love to. So my name is Arabella Blaker. I am a British naturopath and nutrition therapist. I'm currently living in Miami and I have an online virtual practice where I specialize in supporting people with chronic and curable symptoms and disease. Chronic is anything that you've experienced for over a year. So we're talking things like, yes, cancer, but also bloating, anxiety, depression, irregular bowel movements, acne, all these things that we normalize as a society. And really, I support people from going from surviving to thriving. So really looking at your chronic disease or illness or any condition or symptom that you have as something that you can shift and change and with having the having and holding the belief that anything is possible is really important in my practice. So I have an online virtual practice and I have solutions for different physical, mental, spiritual and emotional problems. Uh, I've been studying it for about eight years. I heal my own incurable illness and I changed my entire life like completely 360, mind, body, soul. And now I support others in doing so and Rachel being one of my beautiful one-to-one -one clients that I'm so mm -hmm. grateful for. Yay. Thank you so much for that. That was wonderful. And for those that uh, may not know me, my name is Rachel. I'm the founder of Rachel Kelly Coaching. I'm a clinically trained therapist who left the traditional therapy world and started my own online healing business and really specialize in healing the nervous system, rewiring the nervous system out of survival mode and into safety, connection, expansion, and abundance and really work to heal the inner child and uh, really build secure attachment so that you feel safe in your body to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. So that's a little bit about me. And yeah, just kind of diving into today's topic. Um, so obviously, you know, you specialize in the physical health department and I specialize in the emotional health department. But as we've been working together, we have talked about this numerous times, how there's really no separating the two, right? Emotional health is physical health. Physical health is emotional health. Like it's all tied together. And we live in a society where society tries to separate and put all these things in like separate boxes and compartments. And it's like, that is not how it works. Um, so yeah, I'd love to just dive into really looking at like, if someone has been doing, let's say, emotional healing for a while, and we're we're covering all the bases of like healing the trauma, looking at the root of things, um, reparenting the inner child, and they're still having chronic physical symptoms and how that plays into it. And then vice versa, like if you've been working with someone, you know, healing um, acne or IBS or whatever it is, and they're still struggling to maintain consistency or struggling to really make the changes, 
how that could play into a lack of internal safety in the nervous system or, you know, let's say their inner child running the show and just really how these two merge together and how we truly yeah. need both. So any yeah. thoughts you want to start off yeah. with? I know the end, but I want to start with a really easy example, and that's thinking about something like depression. So you can have all the talk therapy in the world, but if you have a vitamin D score low, let's say 40, and you are wanting to heal your depression, you can be doing all the spiritual work, mental work, emotional work, you can go to therapy every day, even doing somatic healing. But if your physical vitamin D levels are too low, you will probably struggle with things like depression. So it's really being able to understand that both of these pieces matter. And yes, you can go to separate places with separate things, but you have to look at your body as a whole. And if you feel like you're just hitting something or you're missing something or hitting a wall, it may be time to perhaps look at the other thing that you haven't yet addressed. So if you're someone who's always talking about emotions, always working on energetic stuff, perhaps it's time to look at the more physical. And if you're someone who's always eating the right things, but you're never addressing your emotions, then perhaps it's time to have a little look at that. So for example, when it comes to something like IBS, you could have it diagnosed from the doctors of irritable bowel syndrome. But if you don't address the safety in your body, your nervous system will always be on a frenzy. And you could eat anything. If you could even go low FODMAP, do all of the elimination diets you want. But if you don't support your emotions and your, and your emotional safety, then you're not going to heal. You're still going to have those symptoms of IBS because digestion is so linked to our nervous system through the vagus nerve. So it's really important to be able to look at both. And that's why it's really great as well. Like, you know, at the Arabella Solutions, we do look at all aspects. And I do know and I'm very aware that it's quite challenging or rare sometimes to find someone who looks at all of the pieces in one mm -hmm. so it's okay to go to people for different things but my main message here is don't neglect your physical mental spiritual or emotional health or even we could call it like mind body soul to make it more simple and just make sure that you are looking at each of them and you can even look at each of them mind body soul and just mark them out of 10 you know like 10 being the best possible and zero being really struggling here and just that will just give you a really good idea of where to start with um, and what needs the most attention from you yeah absolutely and I think just using using myself as an example like before I came to you you know I had I had done programs like this before where it was you know working with um, a holistic practitioner and like learning all the things and it was great and I was at a point in my healing where my nervous system still didn't fully feel safe to release the old addictions with food and with, um, you know, binging and all these things. And so just for people that are, you know, learning about the nervous system, the nervous system is wired in survival mode from childhood. And even before that, if you believe in past lives and, you know, generational trauma and all of that. And so when we grow up, our nervous systems are still wired in survival mode, unless we actually do the work to take it out of survival mode. So when it comes to safety in the body, we depend on things externally for safety, TV binging, food binging, drinking, smoking marijuana, porn, video games, the list goes on and on. It could even be healthy things like people could be addicted to yoga or eating kale like it literally could be yeah. anything like yeah. no matter anorexia, when you're just obsessed with healthy eating right like living. Yeah. exactly so it's this idea that anything can have an addictive charge behind it if you are relating to it from a place of this 
will provide me safety or I need this to cope or to soothe. And so for someone like myself, who's done, you know, I've been in therapy since the age of five. I study this, like I've done a lot of work on myself. I still did not feel fully safe to release my relationship with food in the way that it had been, which was really from a place of soothing and self-comfort. And it wasn't until I really did the work on my nervous system to process that stored childhood trauma, my attachment wounding, um, to feel safe, to actually release some of these addictions and build that internal safety and actually have sustainable changes. And so one of the most powerful things that you and I have been working together is just realizing like I've developed so much food neutrality, which like is such a new concept for me, <laughs> like actually nourishing myself for the sake of nourishing myself rather than, oh, I'm feeling sad. So I'm going to go eat chocolate. Right. And so if you haven't done that work to build internal safety, you can be making progress for a little bit and then go right back to your old addictions or you know, you yeah. could lose the 10 pounds and then let's say shit hits the fan and life happens or you go through a heartbreak and you're right back to using all the addictions. So you have to feel safe enough to actually relate differently in order to have these changes be sustainable. Yeah, absolutely. And I always say you can, I can give you the perfect plan to heal your chronic symptoms and disease. Then you've got to follow the plan. So that's why so much of the Arabella solution, I don't just give like meal plans and send my clients on their way. I'm like, let's dive into how this chronic illness even came about. Why are you where you are? How, how do you respond when you're emotional? Because the truth is, like, like you said, you can follow a plan and you can do it for a little bit, right? We've all done that. You, like a yo-yo diet, you're like, I'm crushing it. It's been three whole days of restriction. <laughs> I'm doing great. And then something happens emotionally and you spiral. And this is why the, the, there is such a, such a link between all of them because how you feel often dictates your choices and your habits mm -hmm. and your choices and your habits dictate your health state and your outcomes in your life and so if you don't go back to the start and also address the emotional your emotional state and why you are the way you are then it's quite difficult to reverse the disease so that's why i always talk about 360 healing like we have to address all the pieces and then spirituality is so important because if you don't address your like spirituality is another word in my opinion for connection so mm -hmm. connection to source the earth universe god i personally use the word god but wherever you're at is fine but it also gives you a purpose right like without a spiritual connection to anything anyone you don't have a purpose you don't have a purpose then it's much easier to navigate or deal with things like depression because on an emotional level because you don't feel like there's a point in anything what's the point right i'm sad what's the point in life Right. A lot of people feel like that. So physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, it might seem overwhelming at the start. But like I said, I would just really like mark each of them out of 10. And someone asked like, what does the work entail? It's so unique to you. But what I would do is I would mark those things out of 10. Or you can even do the, um, the life wheel. And you can just Google the life wheel and you'll see what comes up. And you can basically mark how well you're doing in these different areas. And then just choose the lowest one and start supporting it there. In naturopathic medicine, we do what we call supporting the systems under the most stress. So when I looked at Rachel as a one-to-one -one client, I did her case intake session. And then I'm like, right, what systems in Rachel's body need the most support right now? Because your body works as a team. And mm -hmm. so every single system in your body is linked. And so I'm like, right, let me look at this system, that system, this system. And we go in there and support those first. 
So if you're feeling overwhelmed, like there's so much work to be doing, like there's always more work to do, just start where it feels like the most important place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Just like prioritizing. And I think when, you know, just to piggyback off of that question, like what is the work entail? It's it's like you said, it's really looking at all areas of where am I out of alignment, right? So where am I awake? For me, it was when I used to wake up with chronic anxiety, my heart pounding just from waking up. Like that was just my natural state of being. And now I wake up and I feel calm and grounded and just like, yeah, safe, right? And so just looking at, you know, what area of your life are you really great at meditating every day, but you get triggered by your partner every night or (laughs) you're great at working out, but then you're still, you know, putting crappy food in your body every day. Like really just looking at where am I out of alignment? And like you said, which is so, so important, getting to the root of that. There is a root, any area in your life right now that you can look at and say, this is out of alignment. There is a root for that. And so much of both the mental health field and, you know, Western medicine, we forget to look at the root. You know, we talk about things in talk therapy or we go to, you know, like I went to urgent care when I was sick and they just boom, boom, boom. Okay. Here's some drugs. Like we're not looking at the root. And if we don't look at the root, we're just putting band-aids, whether that's a physical band-aid or emotional band-aid over the wound over and over and over again. And then we're spinning ourselves in circles being like, why isn't anything changing? Right. So we, we have to get to the root of all the things of, you know, any physical ailment that you have or any emotional and, and really understanding that the two are just connected more than you can even realize. There is always a root, you know, there is always a root. And with the study of epigenetics, it tells us that even if you have a certain genetic sequence, that your lifestyle basically is what turns or turns on or off certain genes. Yep. So depending on your lifestyle will depend on, you know, for example, my father had depression. And, you know, depending on my lifestyle, I have depression or I don't. And it's come up many times in my life. And whenever I don't look after myself, I know the depression comes in. But I know, okay, that's my red light going on my car, the engine light. And I say, okay, something's out of alignment. What's going on? And that's when I look at, okay, my physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, is there a reason? What is the cause? And then you can go in and obviously, sometimes it's easier being a naturopath, I can really easily identify the cause. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can't identify it yourself, maybe you want to work with a professional to be able to get to the root of what that is. Even when it's not expected that you understand what the root is of all of your physical or mental issues or emotional Mm -hmm. ones. Um, and so I would really seek support if you can't get to the root yourself and know that there are people that specialize in doing that. But I will say the message I want to relay is that there is always a root. Like I personally don't believe, and I have to be very careful the way I work these things legally, but I don't believe that anxiety or depression is a disorder that you have for life. It's just a, an imbalance. When you get to the root of that imbalance and you heal in that area, you no longer have anxiety or depression. Yep. You know, anxiety, depression, they're just they're just warning lights. Like your symptoms are signals, and they are signals that something's going on under the trunk, under the hood, that needs your attention. And when you go in and you give it your attention, you're then able to open up this door to potentially healing, which is, of course, what I'm assuming most people would like to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because I fully, fully believe that anything that you're experiencing, any symptom 
physical, emotional, mental, whatever it is, can be healed and can be shifted. Yeah. And that's something that clients come to me, you know, and they've got depression and anxiety, and I put them on a naturopathic plan. We have a couple of sessions, and they're like, "Oh, my anxiety, depression have gone." Why? Right. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, like it's not surprising to me." Um, but to the average person who hasn't studied in this field, like to pass version of me before I studied, it is very surprising because right. history tells us that these are disorders. And it's right. very curable. There's no way to heal them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just go on drugs or antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, and that's your only option. And mm-hmm. it's not the only option. If someone tells you that you can't do something, it just means that they don't know the answer or they're not willing to look for the answer. Right. So always look for more opinions and try and find the person who believes that you can do something. Uh, because if you wake up in the morning and you have a belief that you can do something, you're going to do everything in your power that day to do it. Mm-hmm. If you wake up and you feel like well, I can't, well, then you're not going to try. Right. If you think about what you're going to do that day, if you say, oh, I have anxiety and depression, there's nothing I can do about it, you're probably going to sit and watch Netflix, you're going to feel really sad, you're going to just sit in five day with the curtains closed. Whereas if you wake up and you have someone being like, anything is possible, I believe in you, you can heal, mm-hmm. you might be like, mm, okay, I'm going to try this little thing and just see if that gets me a step closer. Yeah. Um, and usually it does. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we focus way too much on just managing symptoms. Again, like just band-aid. And I, you know, I used to be one of those therapists that I would teach the coping skills and I would, you know, teach how to rewire the thoughts. And then I learned after leaving the field, like, oh, wait, we can't actually rewire thoughts without actually processing the stored pain in your body. So it's, there's so much emphasis on just like manage your anxiety, manage your depression. And no one talks about, uh, let's actually heal it. And I'm living proof of that. I used to struggle with anxiety 24 seven. And now I don't, like, I don't even have the same anxious thoughts. Like I used to literally live in my head constantly anxious. And now my mind is like, calm. I don't actually have those thoughts. And when I do, it's just like you said, it's a signal to me of, something is either out of alignment and needs rebalancing or something needs tending to, right? When we have ruminating thoughts, that's a sign that our minds are trying to protect us from actually feeling emotional pain. So anytime you have rumination, that's your signal that your body's communicating to you of it's time to get into the body. Even if that means just taking three to five deep breaths and just noticing like, what is the fear coming up for you? Because the reality is that life is going, we're going to feel scared. Sometimes we're going to feel sad. We're going to feel pain because that's part of the human experience. And the more that we're able to show our bodies that we're safe to actually be with that pain, the more that we, we don't feel the need to reach out for the, the coping skills or the, the ways of managing it. Um, and I think just what you said about depression is so important because, For me, when we did my initial lab work, like my vitamin D levels were super low, like really, really low. Um, And it was really interesting because the way that it showed up for me was not necessarily depression because I've always fallen more on the the anxious side, but it was just like really low energy of like, oh, why don't I, why do I feel like I need to take a nap in the middle of the day every day, (laughs) right? Like I should have enough energy from a full night of sleep to sustain me throughout the day. And so again, that's a perfect example of I am someone who has done so much of the emotional healing work, but if I have low vitamin D levels that I'm not even aware of, of course, I'm going to have lower energy, right? I've, I've been with vitamin D. I mean, doctors say that anything below 
40 is an issue. I personally believe anything below 70 is not good and you'll see energy issues. Yeah. I've seen people with as low as vitamin D on eight. Mm. Like that is like critical, very critical low levels. And I think, how do you get out of bed? And I say to the client, are you like, how do you mentally and emotionally feel? They're like, you know what? Not good. But you know what's really interesting? The last person I saw with that level was doing really well in life in many ways. And what I realized is a lot of healing is about emotional and physical resilience. Mm -hmm. So it's really about building resilience. So yes, you can go from surviving to, to being okay. And you want to get to thriving. And the way that you thrive is through building this resilience. Because like we said at the start, for me personally, you know, like as someone who's pretty securely attached now that struggled more with anxious attachments for most of my life without even knowing it for half of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that feeling when you're anxiously attached and you feel like you're about to be abandoned or left and you mm-hmm. feel like you leave your body, like yeah. you have left your physical body. I, I in this moment, I'm no longer a naturopath. Right. I no longer know anything. I am in full survival mode. I am broken down. And you go so low. And in that moment, it's just about surviving and trying to be okay. And so what we're talking about is building emotional resilience where you don't go to that place anymore because you have this deeper level of safety in your body. And if you do go to that place, you're no longer staying there for days or weeks. You're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm here. How do I create safety? How do I get out of this? And you can basically coach yourselves out of it. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe, like, someone asked a question, um, it was good. How do you access the pain when you want without it overwhelming you at inconvenient moments like at work? Mm. So the goal is to be so emotionally resilient that you can basically just shelf things. So you say, okay, I identify a feeling. Feels big. Boss is in front of me. Let me just pop this here for a moment, right? Like if I'm about to jump on a one-to-one client call. Right. <laughs> if I'm like, okay, someone's done, I can't do it and I won't do it. But that would be very critical, right? For the most part, I'm able to be like, okay, shelf you, then I go on. But the important thing is to go back at some point when you can, take it off the shelf and address it. Otherwise, you end up with all of this stuff. And I I often talk about it like a backpack full of rocks. So every single time you ignore something, you just put another backpack in a rock. And eventually, you end up feeling really heavy. And it's really hard to get through the day. And so healing is often, emotional healing is like going into the backpack and one by one, taking your rock out addressing it feeling it moving through it and then you let it go and eventually you feel much lighter and you feel more free Mm -hmm. you don't have all these things weighing you down anymore so when you do get triggered you also know how to emotionally regulate better i truly don't think that there's anyone in the world that doesn't get triggered like if you think that get rid of that thought like i believe everyone does no matter how many tools you have you can still get triggered but it's really about what you do in the trigger that i think changes the dynamic yeah totally because as I talk about all the time like our triggers are such powerful catalysts for our healing so if we're getting triggered and then we're just reacting or we're letting it consume us or take it over which honestly at the beginning of your healing journey that's going to happen because triggers can feel so strong viscerally in your body where you your nervous system is going into survival mode And so to be able to do what you described of like, okay, I have this one-on-one call. I need to shelf this for a moment and like get my shit together and be able to show up and lead. That takes a level of emotional mastery where you are no longer allowing your emotions to consume you, but you feel like you are the leader of your nervous system, of your inner child, of your emotions. 
And that takes a lot of practice. And the thing with triggers is that if we ignore it or we just reach for, you know, whatever that external saving thing is, like, you know, if you're anxiously attached and you're in a partnership and you get triggered and you're just constantly going to your partner to soothe you, you're not actually allowing that trigger to heal the root of what is actually getting triggered. And so I've experienced where like, yes, the same wounds will continue to show up, right? If you have an abandonment wound, that abandonment wound can show up or, you know, whatever other wounds from childhood you have, they will still show up, but the intensity of the trigger might decrease. Or, um, I even noticed something last week where it in the past, a thousand percent would have triggered me. And I felt nothing in my body, like no activation. And that's only because I've had to feel that same trigger over and over and over again. And each time being able to actually process through that root emotion, that root pain of that trigger, um, the more that you do that, think about it as like, you know, the rocks in the backpack and like, think about those rocks having like this, like electric charge, right? And every time you like hold the rock and tend to it and love it, it loses a little bit of that charge. So maybe the next time that same trigger comes up, you get activated, but it's a little bit less and you know how to just kind of move through it a little bit more quickly. And then at some point you may fully heal that specific trigger where it's like, I don't have any activation in my body. And it's literally the most empowering, freeing feeling in the world. And again, when we're stuck in the society that just reinforces this idea of, you know, coping or putting band-aids or here's some more antidepressants or whatever it is. And that's not to say there's not a time and place for medication. Like that's a whole other topic, but the point is, is remembering that there is always deeper healing and tending to the root where you quite literally can shift out of depression, anxiety, any disease, like misalignment. Um, and for me, like such a big part of my healing journey was actually feeling safe to like break up with sickness. So I was chronically sick. And that was because when you look at the inner child of what is the inner child getting out of the sickness? And for me, I got a lot of attention, a lot of attention and a lot of validation, a lot of uh, comfort. And so, yeah, all the time. Yeah. And I just experienced it when I got sick in New York because I got the flu and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how much attention I get when I'm sick because I haven't been getting sick as much. And I'm like, oh, I don't even want this anymore. Like, nope, we're, we're past this. But we always have to look at what am I actually getting out of you know, like I have a friend who gets chronic migraines and I know it's emotional. Like she does all the physical and it's like, I know that this is a way that she gets her needs met. And so if we're not looking at what is this actually giving you and then showing your inner child that you're safe to not need it in that way anymore, or maybe replace it with, you know, like getting attention for something a little bit more positive, then you're just going to continue to repeat those cycles. So it's that's yeah. very bold and brave for you to admit that as well. I speak to that. Uh, I speak to a lot of clients about that. Some of them careful about the way I say it because it can be really difficult to hear. Of like, yeah, who are keeping yourself sick? Mm-hmm. Because it's true. A lot of the time, if you didn't get your needs met as a child and 
But when you are sick, you've got all the attention, all the love. You will you will learn that when you're sick, you get love. So if you yeah. feel unloved, then you may do that. I think also fatigue is a really interesting one. A lot of the time people are like, oh, it's so annoying. I, I'm chronically fatigued or I get fatigued all the time. I'm always tired. Have you tried resting? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, have you tried actually resting also from your emotions? And right. a lot of the time, like our symptoms are signals and your body wants to work for you. It's not working against you, even if it may feel like that sometimes. Yeah. Your body wants to heal. It's a self-healing organism. Like it literally just constantly is healing for you without you even doing anything. You know this because if you get a cut, it will just heal, right? And, and you have that same ability when you create the environment for it, but we have to create the environment for healing. Yeah. Um, and that, that's not you to plan to do that, a little mm-hmm. bit of support, I will say that. Um, but it is easily done with the right plan of information. Like you really can do that. And mm-hmm. your emotions really link into it. You know, like everything is, it's like um, someone told me one time uh, that men's brains are like waffles. Yeah, and then women's are spaghetti. And women's brains are like, spaghetti yeah and I feel like this conversation is like spaghetti because mm-hmm. it's like your emotions your soul your physical your mental it's like all, all in one and a lot of time western medicine tries to separate these strands of spaghetti and put them into compartments like a waffle right. and you can do that and you'll get something out of it but it's not the totality of the truth of what it is mm-hmm. and that's why it's really important to understand like it does all link it's all linked together and so addressing you as a whole person is really important. Like if you have depression, you don't have a antidepressant medication um, deficiency, right? right? You probably have something actually going on that's creating these feelings of depression and you deserve to get to the root of it so you can be free of depression. No one wants yeah. to have depression their whole life. Like that sucks. Right. So it's really about being brave and bold and courageous enough to just be curious and say, what if, like, what if I could heal this? What if there was a route? What if there was a way to feel better? And then just be curious as to what you're then led into and to the next step. Yeah. I think if you feel like there's no way to heal, if you can't do that, then just be curious and open. If there was a way, what that, what may that look like or feel like? Right. Yeah, and I think the important thing too to add on about the antidepressants is that oftentimes the side effects make you more depressed. So you're like taking this medication and you're like, why am I feeling more depressed now? And then depression medication is depression. So yeah. anxiety medication is anxiety. Right. It's a potential side effects. So they're really not dealing with the root of, of what is going on there. And so, like I said, they can sometimes we need band-aids. Right. You know, absolutely you need to put a band-aid over the bullet hole when you go to the hospital. <clears throat> when you're at the hospital and there's time to address it, you take it off. And sometimes that bullet needs to be removed in order for you to heal. Totally, totally. And I really love, um, so Dr. Gabor Mate is a big mentor of mine and, and inspiration. And he talks all the time about how medication has been the, the purpose of it was actually designed to be the start of one's healing journey, not the end. But what happens in our society is <laughs> we get the, the medication, whether that's physical medication, like the doctor tried to give me uh, antibiotics. And I was like, I don't actually need these. So I didn't take them. But anyway, the point is, is that when we get any type of medication and then we start to feel better temporarily, right? It's like this, it's a bandaid and we start to feel better and we're like, oh, okay, great. We're done. We're healed. Right. And so he talks, he talks about how that's actually designed to 
give you enough support to then start the deeper healing. And this is what I see with my one-to-one -one clients all the time is they'll come to me on antidepressants, anti-anxiety, um, you know, seeing a traditional therapist, they're, they're doing the full, the full enchilada and we start doing this deeper nervous system work and they no longer need the antidepressant. They no longer need the anti-anxiety or whatever it is. They end up firing their traditional therapist because they realize like, oh, this actually is, was always meant to just be the support in helping me go to the deeper layers not a permanent band-aid so that we never look at the deeper layers because that defeats the whole purpose and that's the same thing of you know if let's say I needed antibiotics for something and then I'm like oh I'm I'm cured I'm healed I don't need to look at anything else rather than oh this helped me get to a stable enough place to actually heal on a deeper level of why am I getting the sickness to begin with and it, again it just keeps coming back to the root yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just, they're all important, you know, like really don't underestimate the power of going for a walk in nature. Don't underestimate the power of journaling or doing a meditation. Like don't underestimate the power of having a healthy meal once a day to start with, you know, like mm. really all of these pieces matter and they may seem small, but they often have a big impact when we do them consistently over time. And that's something to also, you know, address. Yeah. If you're someone who has all the information and you know kind of what to do, but you're not doing it, then it might be time to go to the root of your emotions and understand why you're self-sabotaging, mm -hmm. you know? But if you are someone who's doing all the emotional work and you're like, I'm in chronic pain, physically, I'm really unwell, I've got extreme PMS, irregular bowel movements, not sleeping well, you know, I feel tired when I wake up, then perhaps it's time to really look at the physical body, you know, mm -hmm. and in Chinese medicine, which I practice, we also look at the tongue, which is the physical energetics. Mm -hmm. So there's so many places to go through with this. And I really, you know, really advise that any symptom that you have come up in your body, you just try and understand it better and try and see it as a signal. And then you get to just go on a journey of like, okay, what is the signal? Where is it coming from? And just start asking professional about it. You know, seek help, seek support from people who actually look at the body um, in a 360 way versus looking at one part of you. Because it's always like you have a picture and you're just zoomed in to one part and you can't see it. And you're so frustrated. Like, why can't I see the full picture? Sometimes you have to zoom out to really, truly understand exactly what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to add on to the seeking support part because we so often try and do all this alone. We're like, okay, we're going to, you know, go to the gym and eat healthy and, and do all these things, do my journaling. And it's, you can do so much on your own. Like you can do all of those daily habits on your own, but the issue is that we are, or not the issue, but the the challenge with it is that we are attachment-based creatures. So what happens is when we start making those changes and then everyone around us, like our primary attachment figures are not making those changes, it can feel so utterly terrifying because you start to feel like, oh my God, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be the odd one out. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be like ostracized from the tribe. Like we innately are like tribal creatures where we, you know, operate in our packs. We're not actually meant to survive alone. And with modern day society, we are, we are leaning more and more into more of like an individualist life where we actually can, you know, do a lot on our own. But 
just that survival instinct is going to kick in. And I experienced this so much when I was making changes and doing this work with you of like, okay, I am, you know, going home to New York, visiting my family. And normally we would just eat all the things and I have to feel safe enough to actually use my voice and say, oh, I'm actually not going to be eating that. Or I actually want to go to this place. <laughs> like, I'll never forget my, so when I was sick and my dad was in like full Papa Bear mode and he went to a chopped salad place and he walks in and he grabs me and he's like, <laughs> he's like, this is like a whole new store. Like, what is this place? Like he felt like it, he was in a whole other land. And I was like, what, what are you talking about, dad? It's a salad place. Like, have you never been to a salad place? He was like, oh, I just go to the, you know, the typical old stores, you know, like that this just feels like a whole new world. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, it was so funny because it was just an example of like, we, we go with what's familiar because that's what feels safe to the nervous system. So something as simple as my dad going to a chopped felt startling to his nervous system because he's not used to actually going to places like that. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's just exactly, like your point is so powerful of like, yes, so community and support is so incredible because otherwise if you need an example sometimes of what it looks like, you know, because you do start doing it all alone and you mm -hmm. do feel different suddenly when everyone else surrounds you, especially if you're in like a small town, you know, like it's different when you're in a city, but I think when you're in a small town, perhaps you're still living where you're from and you start changing and no one else, else around you changes, it can feel really scary. Yeah. And there is usually a lag between the life you currently have and the life that you want to have. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it took me a little bit of time, a little bit more time than I would have liked to actually have friends that aligned with who I am now, but that's okay. And I think it's just important to have that community and support so that when you do feel like that, you don't give up because at the end of the day, if you have a dream inside you, it's a preview of what's possible for your life. So there's something inside you that tells you something's off. I'm meant for more than this. I'm meant to feel different than this. Then you know, I would really, really listen to that because it's not going to go away. That voice, like it yeah. will, it will persist. It will stay there until eventually you do listen to it. Yeah, totally. And even like on top of your intuition voice, like. God in the universe is going to be screaming at you <laughs> and you have to feel safe enough to listen because we're always being guided of, you know, when we're heading in the right direction towards alignment, we're going to be getting those little confirmation signs from angels, from universe, from God, whatever you believe in. Or if we're heading off track and we're misaligned, like we're also going to be getting uh, those signals. And I just did a reel on this yesterday about how, if we don't feel safe to listen to those signals, we're just going to be staying stuck. And so we have to feel safe enough to actually choose authenticity over attachment of what everyone else around us is doing, because it is going to feel scary and it is going to feel lonely. And as my mentor once said to me, it's good to be lonely sometimes. Like it's good to really feel safe to be with yourself because when we're lonely, oftentimes it's because our inner child is feeling that fear of abandonment that, you know, just feeling really scared and needs some tending to, or you're not really connected to your purpose, to your life, to yourself. And so when we have those periods in between, like you're describing of shedding a lot of aspects of our old lives and then still not fully living this new version of ourselves and finding the aligned people and that in-between period it's so so important to have support to have community 
to have someone to co-regulate with when you are just feeling so scared and lonely of like, oh, maybe I should just go hang out with this person that I know is not in alignment or go eat the crappy food because that's what they're doing. And, you know, that feels better than being alone to have someone to be able to just hold you in that and be like, what you were experiencing is so normal. You just have to stay with it and like stay in the present and just keep going and you will attract your aligned people. You will attract your new, your new tribe. And it, it absolutely can feel scary and painful to realize that, you know, you are outgrowing a lot of the people in your life, but that's also a really exciting thing because it's such a, you know, indicator of how much you're growing and how much you're actually feeling safe to choose yourself. And that's everything. It is. And it's just another way that emotions are linked to your physical health, because if you want to change, but you feel like there's always emotions around changing because the people that are surrounding you are still the same, then you may not heal, right? Because yeah. you're not going to do the things that are different. So it's another way. It's just, it's all so linked, like literally physical, emotional, spiritual, mental. You just cannot separate it. Yeah. We often talk about the mind-body connection, the mind-body link, and you'll hear me talk about that too, but there is no link because it's not separate. It's never right. been separate. It never will be separate. All of you matters and exists, and all of these parts of you need to be loved and addressed yeah. and you know really cherished and looked after. And I explain this in the Foundations of Nutrition, one of my mini programs, like, you know, if anyone plays Sims when you were younger and you had all the bars that you had to fill up, and it, sometimes the bars get empty it was like a bar for sleep a bar for food a bar for socialization and you had to make sure all the bars were full and if one of the bars started going low then you had to focus on oh that bar didn't be loud to fill that one up being a human is oddly very similar it's like right okay i haven't socialized in months or like okay i've been really unhealthy that bar's looking a little bit low i need to top that up um, and really just looking at it like that, like, okay, which area of my life and myself needs the most support right now? Yeah. Um, I have to wrap up in a moment. I have a one-to-one and -one, yeah. uh, maybe their clients, including yeah. yourself. And if you yeah. <laughs> anything else you wanted to uh, ask me or talk about before we jump off? Um, no, I think that's it. Um, oh, one other thing real quick, just in terms of, cause we touched a little bit on depression, vitamin D, all of that. Um, but one other thing that I think is really important to remind people of is how connected gut health is with anxiety, right? So like the hormones that affect our anxiety levels, if our gut health is leaky or any of that. So maybe just, if you have like a yeah. quick little nugget on that linked to your emotional state and so Hippocrates is the founding father of medicine and he says that all disease starts within the gut and what that means is that all healing starts within the gut so gut health is one of the most important things because it's how you put the fuel into your car when you put food into your into your body it then goes to your gut and your gut has to assimilate and digest these nutrients to extract them and then give them to the rest of your body so that you can then use them to create energy, to create neurotransmitters and happy hormones and things like that. And so it's really important to understand that your gut is kind of like this beautiful garden. And sometimes if you go in and I'm going to be really brutal, like let's say like someone comes in and throws some bombs in the garden or like cuts things or like some sort of um, infestation happens in the garden and things get destroyed. We have to go in and we have to tend to that garden until the garden then that part of it heals. And your gut terrain is much like this. If you want to have a beautiful, flourishing body support system health, you have to make sure your gut microbiome is doing well. And that's really focusing on not just the things that you are 
consuming but also the things you're not consuming so mm-hmm. your gut microbiome greatly impacts your mental state so if you are struggling with anxiety or depression i would absolutely be looking at your gut health your sleep and really really starting there because you might also find that like i said at the start you can do all the emotional work in the world you've been to therapy you're doing the stuff or maybe you're just journaling and processing all the time but you're really struggling with your mental health still, it may be a physical problem. And yeah. often I find when I put my clients on a gut healing plan, address their liver health, put them on a, you know some sort of naturopathic nutrition plan, their mental health issues just disappear. So that's also something to think about if you feel like you've tried everything or like mm-hmm. you're broken or there's something wrong with you. It may actually just be that there's some physical imbalances that are creating these emotional imbalances too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. And it just to tie it full circle we have to look at, okay, if we're not actually taking care of our gut or we're not actually looking into these things, what is the emotional root of that, right? Of not feeling fully safe to take care of yourself because that is, uh, you know, a big thing that we all have to learn how to do. Love issue, I would say. It's like really like knowing that you're so worthy of love and Mm -hmm. having a life that feels amazing. You're so worthy of that relationship, of that career role. You're so worthy of it that you deserve to park yourself. Like your body needs your support. And a lot of the time when we abandon ourselves, we abandon our physical body as well. And so I would arguably call it, it's like coming home to yourself, which Mm -hmm. I know is one of your programs. It's a lot to you. So coming home to yourself, learning to love yourself, knowing that you're worthy and deserving of having great health and achieving your dreams is really important first step, I would say, in your health journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Um, Is there any program or anything that you are currently... Oh my goodness, look at those cards. I was on FaceTime with my mom last night and I kept doing that. I was like, mom, look. Oh, I did it. coming up of the healing solution which is my 12-step program for healing all chronic symptoms and disease it's basically all the things i do with my one-to-one clients that i put into a 12-step group program and as you just touched on with community it's like it's three months of live community support as well in there and you also get live q a's and stuff with me it's addressing the physical mental spiritual and emotional so any symptom or condition that you've been experiencing for over a year it's focusing on all of those pieces and it's going to be starting mid-feb. So mm. we're going to be starting the marketing for that this week. I'm really excited, but it's very much like an, a well-rounded, all-rounder. It's going to be incredibly beautiful and really like the 12 hacks that I've learned to heal pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Yay, that's amazing. So, so exciting. Yeah, so everyone go check that out. And as a one-on-one client, I can just, you know, testify it is just this work is so, so important um, and really just all the goals that I went into working with you, we've now crushed and beyond. So I can't recommend Arabella enough. And if you are seeking more emotional support, inner child healing, trauma healing, nervous system rewiring, anxiety healing, so on and so forth. Um, I have so many, so many beautiful ways to jump into this work. I actually have some one-on-one spots open as well as my signature men's group healing program, Real Men Heal, and then my membership Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. So You can reach out to either of us or both of us for support. We are here to support you on your journey. And thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. And this was so, so lovely. Thank you for coming on. I will see you in a few hours. Love you so much. Love you too. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode with my lovely naturopath, Arabella. 
And if you are looking for naturopath support and health support, please reach out to her. She has helped me beyond, beyond, cannot recommend her enough. And if you are looking for deeper emotional support, you know how to find me. We got my birthday sale going on this week only slash New Year sale where we have Real Men Heal open for enrollment, one-on-one spots, and then my course, The Secure Entrepreneur for Anxiously Attached Entrepreneurs who want to release control and protectors in your business and really lean into your power, lean into faith, lean into abundance, this course is for you. So it is currently 30% off and then my membership is currently 50% off. So now's the time to jump in. New year, let's get this feeling going. Love you guys so, so much and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.